What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Tuesday, December 4th. Very special edition of the podcast today. We're going to be joined via telephone by Joe Kepner. He is a sports anchor for WVTV out of Central Florida, out of Orlando. He's going to join the podcast today to talk about Central Florida. He's going to talk about the Knights. He's going to give the push for the Knights for the playoffs. He's going to give a preview for the LSU game. It's going to be a really fun podcast. Looking forward to having Mr. Kepner on the show. But foremost, wanted to have some friends over to watch the game but don't have enough space. Wish you had an open floor plan so you can pay your so you can pair your game day chili in the kitchen and watch overtime on the living room TV. If you answered yes, it's your time to call John Murray and Anna Halton directly at Century 21. They are licensed realtors with years of experience who can help you find the perfect home. You'll be game day ready in no time. Call John Murray and Anna directly at 731-225-5655 or call their office at 731-668-7700. Century 21 is located at 620 Old Hickory Boulevard in Jackson, Tennessee. Next to Old Hickory Steakhouse, each office is independently owned and operated. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, of the Mitch Davis Show. Right for Dual Threat Sports, right for No Huddle Sports, The Grueling Truth, and CFB Hourglass. So make sure you go check out some articles there. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. You can also like the Facebook page of The Mitch Davis Show. Shoot us an email at themitchdavisshow at AOL.com. You can also subscribe and like on everywhere that podcasts are found. The Mitch Davis Show, SoundCloud, Google, Apple Podcasts. Go like and subscribe. Leave a couple good reviews. It's The Mitch Davis Show. I want to welcome everybody to The Mitch Show and hope you all enjoy this interview. We are joined by Mr. Kepner on the phone. How are you doing today? I'm all right, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing good. I bet you're doing really good with the way UCF is uh, playing right now. 25 straight wins. Yeah, I get a, I get a free trip to uh, Phoenix for the Fiesta Bowl, so that's not a bad little consolation prize. But uh, they would much rather be in the playoffs, that's for sure. You know, it's funny It's uh, funny you first mentioned that playoffs. I'm going to get your take on the playoffs. What more can UCF do to get in the playoffs? Let's say for next year. Let's say for the year after that. What can the NCAA do to kind of let teams like UCF or like in Memphis get into the playoffs if they're deserving? Well, to be clear, under the current format, I think the committee made it very clear last year and this year that there is nothing UCF can do to get into the playoffs because the knock on them is always going to be their strength of schedule. And next year they play Stanford in North Carolina um, so maybe their strength of schedule goes up a little bit, but it's certainly not going to go up enough that the committee in their eyes is going to feel like UCF should be one of the top four teams. They, they quite frankly, have made it clear to me that in this system, there is no path to the playoffs for any team outside of the Power Five. And that's what's disheartening about all of this, because uh, like I put on Twitter the other day, part of the reason we watch sports is because we want to see something that we've never seen before. And we, we believe that underdogs have a chance, at least a small chance. And this committee system has sort of taken that away from half of the teams in the league, that there's just no reason to even believe that your team can get in anymore because, as we've seen from UCF, 25 straight wins. If that's not good enough, nothing ever will be from, from the committee. Um, so at this point, UCF has two options. They can continue to try and push to get into another conference, which it doesn't sound like conference expansion is is on the horizon, so that's really not an opportunity. Or they can continue to push for a playoff expansion, which it does sound like there's a growing hunger for that, but not necessarily from the people who actually control it, not from ESPN, not from the committee. 
they like this four-team format. So right now, it just seems like they're sort of stuck. You know, and you mentioned conference expansion. What is a conference that UCF fans and alumni and such would like to be in for the Knights? You know, I don't think they really care which one comes knocking. The Big 12 seems to make the most sense that they only have 10 teams. Um, but that's then you're having to convince the Big 12 to expand all the way down into Florida, which is pretty far away from where most of their teams are right now. Um, so maybe there's a little bit of a challenge there, but you know that's what airplanes are for. It should be fine. Um, the ACC would have to expand to 16 teams, so I, I'm not sure that there's a, a real thirst for that. And then the SEC, from what I understand, has no interest in taking away some of Florida's market share in the state of Florida. The Gators kind of control so much of this state in terms of, of the media and recruiting. So if you add another team from the state of Florida to the SEC, you're hurting one of the core members of the, of the conference. So I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. So at this point, it, it really doesn't seem like there are a lot of options. Maybe the Big 12 is the best option. You know, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the Florida Gators. Is there any talks in play to get UCF and Florida playing, or even Florida State or Miami? Is there any talks into playing that game? If you talk to Danny White, the athletic director at UCF, he'll tell you that he tries. He tries calling those teams. He tries getting these games, but he doesn't feel like his program is on a level like where they used to be, where they have to agree to play one-off games at the opponent's stadium. He wants home-and-homes. I'm sure he would agree to neutral site games if that was an option, but he doesn't feel like they're one of the programs or or like an FCS program where they have to travel and just get a paycheck, just get $600,000, $700,000 from these schools to, to play in these one-off games. No, he wants home-and-homes. Um, and the big schools, the Florida, Florida State's, Miami's, there's not a whole lot of interest from them to do that. Now, Miami has done that. UCF has played a home-and-home with Miami, so credit them for actually going out and and taking that risk as a school. But part of the reason they were able to get that is because Miami as a program has kind of been down for a few years, and so that was an easy one for them to just say, hey, maybe we can get a couple wins out of this school that is right over here. You know, let's talk a little bit about that American Athletic Championship, then we're going to talk a little bit about the matchup with LSU, and then if you guys win, are you going to claim another national championship, that kind of thing. But first and foremost, what did you see out of that Memphis game that's kind of positive, and what are some negatives you also saw uh, heading into this bowl season for UCF? Well, the negative is the same knock on them that they've had all year, that the defense gives up a ton of yards, and if you're giving up a ton of yards, you have the potential to give up a lot of points, and they did that in the first half. They completely shut Memphis down in the second half, held them to three points, um, and, and held Henderson to, uh, what was it, eight, eight yards wrestling, I think, in the second half. Um, so their, their defense has the potential to be really good, but it's just incredibly inconsistent. And then the other issue is what you're going to get out of Daryl Mack every week. We don't really know that yet because he's a redshirt sophomore or a redshirt freshman. He's only played two full games. To, well, had two starts, let me put it that way. Um, but in those starts, the team has put up a lot of points under him. So you, you feel like they can keep that, that offense churning at the same rate that they have. Now, can they do that against an SEC team? That's kind of a, a question that we're only going to get an answer to on January 1st. But it was the same question they had 
going up against Auburn last year was can they put up a bunch of points against an SEC defense, and they scored 35. So I, I think they can. Um, from what we've seen, they, they have a ton of weapons. That their stable of running backs, I'll put up against any stable of running backs in the country, and their wide receiving group, wide receiver group, they've probably got at least one or two guys on there that are going to get looks from NFL teams. So they're a talented team, and now the question is, can Josh Heupel's staff prepare them in the same way that Scott Frost's staff was able to prepare them last year? You know, you mentioned LSU and the prep and the prep for that. What do you see the difference in LSU this year and Auburn last year? And what is and what is Coach Hoppel doing for that? Well, I don't think there's a, a, I don't think I'm going to get a lot of resistance if I say that that Auburn team last year was a better team than the LSU team this year. I, I don't. I don't even think a lot of LSU fans would necessarily argue about that. Joe Burrow's is not a top tier quarterback. He, he's good. He's had his moments, but UCF has faced in at least twenty five games. They faced better quarterbacks than Joe Burrow. So I think that they're heading into this game with a little bit of confidence that they can compete with with LSU on both sides of the ball. And now, like I said, it is just a question of we, we don't know how good of uh, preparation, bowl preparation, Josh Heupel and his staff will do because they've never had to do it before, at least not as with him as the head coach. So, But he has been a part of many, many bowl teams. He knows what that what goes into that and probably, has, before they even reached this point, had sort of laid out his plan for how you would prepare for a bowl game. And we'll see if it works. They've got plenty of time to try and get healthy and then, and then get back into this thing. I think he's recruiting right now, though. He wasn't even in town for the uh, bowl game announcement because he was already on a plane out of town to go recruit. This is the last question. I ha- Well, actually, I have two more questions for you. If UCF finds a way to beat LSU, which they probably should, LSU, like you said, is not as good as Auburn last year, will they claim another national championship? I think there's more than one factor into that. I think part of the reason they felt comfortable doing it last year, Danny White did, is because they were the only undefeated team in the country. And I'm sorry, as a fan of sports, that has to mean something. If you win every game you play, then you either get to play for a championship or you are the champion or at least one of the champions. I have no problem with a team declaring that because that's how it is in every other sport in the world. Um, So if they get into a situation where they are undefeated, they've beaten LSU, they, they... Run, up, run the table with a perfect season again, then it's going to kind of, I think, depend on who wins the other championship, the, the playoff invitational. And if that's Alabama, then you have an undefeated champion over there. And then I don't know. I don't know if Danny White feels as confident and comfortable doing it. However, I would say that it has kind of worked out for them on a recruiting and on a marketing basis. They have a ton of money pouring into that program right now from boosters. They're getting a lot of looks from recruits that maybe in the past would not have given UCF as much attention. So it's working out. I just don't know if doing it two years in a row, if, if you might exhaust that a little bit. And uh, I guess there's only one way to find out, right? Yeah, I completely agree with you. This is the last question I have for you. If you're if you're one of the coaches going in the recruiting room, what is the selling point for UCF, and what do you tell people to say? Hey, send your kid to UCF and let's play football for the Knights. Well, I, I don't think it's that tough of a sell. I think you can point to the Knights and say, look, we had we have six guys in the NFL right now from last year's team. 
that are performing really well in the NFL. We have a head first-year head coach who is able to take a team undefeated, so you know you're going to play for a guy who can be successful. You watch the way they play, it looks like a fun brand of football. I, I mean, the, the offense that I ran when I was in high school was, was awful compared to what they do, and they put up a ton of points. It's exciting, but then you just look at the facilities. They're building a lazy river right next to the stadium for the athletes to enjoy. They're calling it the recovery cove. Um, and, and then they have a nutrition center and all these other facilities that have sprung up in the last 10 years. Um, they're, I, I think you could put their facilities up against any group of five school in the country and certainly many of the power five schools in the country. Obviously, they don't have as good of facilities as an Alabama or even Florida. You know, somebody's just spent $100 million on their football centers, but I think they want to be there someday, and, and I think there's a good chance they will get there. And then the other selling point on it is come play at UCF, and you're going to be playing at least in front of 40,000 people every day or every every Saturday because that's they've now reached where the, the fan base is there and coming to these games. So I think as a recruit, if you go visit, you're going to see all of that. I, I, like I said, I don't think it's that tough of a sell anymore. You know, I completely agree with you. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and find your UCF coverage heading into the bowl season. Right, I'm at WFT. Maybe it's Joe Kepner WFTV on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, I'm also on Instagram, but I don't really do much on Instagram. It's just exhausting. And uh, But then, yeah, uh, WFTV.com is our station's website. If you're in Orlando, it's Channel 9 WFTV, and, and we will be flying out to to Phoenix and covering the team all the way up through the bowl game and uh, should have a lot of fun doing it. Man, thank you so much. Good luck to your Knights this, uh, this coming bowl season. Hope you guys win. All right. Thanks a lot, Mitch. That was Joe Kepner. He joined the show to talk about UCF football. I want to thank him for coming on. You can find us on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore 8. Find us on Facebook at The Mitch Davis Show. Thank you all for tuning in to The Mitch Davis Show.